1: Begin to be poured out upon all men. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this, is this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This, this, this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. and i The well still flowing, the promise has an ending. You can't dispute the facts. The fire's still burning, just like the book of Acts. He fills you with the spirit, you will speak with other tongues. That's still the way that the whole
2: The tell it like it is radio broadcast. I am so glad that you're listening tonight. I'll just tell you a little bit what you're listening to. This is a live broadcast coming to you from Dickinson, North Dakota. Uh, we are uh, coming live on the KDIX AM radio station all over this area. And then also we are on the internet on KDIX.net and Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And so you can be listening to us several different ways or there's even a third way you could be on Holy Ghost Radio uh podcast later. You can hear these programs later on a podcast. So some of you may not be listening to me live, but you are tonight, if it's October fourteenth, two thousand eighteen. You're listening to a live broadcast tonight. I have my onboard um, theologians in the studio. We got Michael here. We've got uh we've got uh Abe here running the controls tonight. And so um we've just uh if if they might be able to field the tough questions I can't get or something, you know, do that. Uh you can be part of this program tonight. I got a lot of people in in the uh, a lot of people already texting me. We've got uh Shane Casey Jackson is listening. We've got Becky uh listening. Uh we've got two Becky's listening. We've got a Becky from Belfield listening, a Becky from east of um, uh, Dickinson listening. We've got uh, Brother Griffith listening from Great Falls. Uh, we've got uh, Philip listening from Beulah. And we've got uh, Lori from South Hart So we've got a bunch of people from South Hart Belfield listening tonight. We've got Brother Farron listening in Cyprus. That's I mean, that's in the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, hello, Brother Farron. Good to have you listening tonight. He's been on this program, he's done this program before. And it's uh, 5 a.m. There and it's eight oh eight here, but it's uh, good Sorry. to have him listening tonight. That's kind of a neat little bonus, brother. Farron's listening tonight. We've got uh, so you could be part of this program. Text me two nine seven oh one two nine zero seven eight six two or email me Robert Simons fifty eight at com. We have the Torres's listening tonight and uh, just a lot of people already kind of tuning in, listening. I, I thank you so much for listening. I want to start us out tonight. I just want to get right into the scripture and into my topic, which it may seem a little scattered. There's quite a bit to this and uh, I don't know if I'll get, you know, hopefully I get the point across. That's the main thing. Uh, First Kings 22 verses 5 through 8 is a story that I want to read just part of it. It says in Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, his name was Ahab, inquire I pray thee at the word of the Lord today. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about four hundred men, and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it unto the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, for he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. I want to just start there tonight. This story, and I'll just tell you very quickly what it's about. Uh, there, was a, there was two kings. The nation of Israel had been split in two. And King Ahab was the king of the ten nations, or ten tribes of Israel. Jehoshaphat was the uh, king of just two of the tribes of Israel and for some reason Jehoshaphat went crazy for a while he was a good king but he decided to to uh come together with Ahab and um uh, and and battle together with him and that was a mistake on Jehoshaphat's part it really was but they Jehoshaphat before they went into battle said can we get some advice or can we get what the lord thinks about all this well Ahab was not a uh, believer in Jehovah God he really wasn 't he was a he was a terrible king and it 's funny one of the questions I have when I see God some days is why did you let Ahab live so long? man he was a king for like fifty five sixty years but but he and there was something about ahab i, I don't know there 's a couple things about ahab I, I did like some of the things he said and did, but mostly he was just a terrible king but so so Ahab gathered together these four hundred prophets, but there wasn 't a prophet of Jehovah in the bunch. And they all told Ahab and Jehoshaphat, go up, the Lord will fight for your battle, you'll win, and so on. But Jehoshaphat somehow knew that none of these were prophets of the Lord. And so he said, isn't there a prophet of Jehovah here? And Ahab said, there's one that I have, but I hate him because all he says is bad stuff about me. That's all he says. And Jehoshaphat said, well, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't, don't say that, Ahab. So they got uh, Micaiah there, and he prophesied just like the other prophets said, go up, God's going to give you a victory. But he was being sarcastic, and Ahab recognized it, and he told him, he said, Micaiah, I've told you not to do that. You need to prophesy and tell me the truth. And so Micaiah began to tell the kings that if you go up, you're you're going to be defeated. Now, there's a lot to that story, and there's a lot of things we could talk about. But here's what I want to talk about tonight. Micaiah was irritating to Ahab. Micaiah was irritating to him because he only said bad things about Ahab. But it wasn't because Micaiah hated Ahab. It's because Ahab was doing evil, and Micaiah could only say bad because you can't encourage somebody that won't do what's right. You know, tonight, I've used this example before, and I'm going to use it tonight to kind of just bring you right to the middle of what I'm talking about. I have a thing on my car. I drive a 2014 Sonata, Hyundai Sonata. Really like the car. My wife and I bought it brand new had it for coming up on five years got a lot of miles on it makes great mileage but this car has something that really drives me crazy on it it's got a low tire sensor on it now i'll be in the middle of really being in a hurry to go to bismarck or or um, I, you know like i'm in a big hurry like to go somewhere and i'll get in that car over the years over this last four and a half years i've had it and I'll start it up and that low tire sensor occasionally has been on. The warning that one of my tires is low. And it makes me mad. It's inconvenient. I I've tried I've tried ways to figure out how to reset it when it goes off. It won't reset. Like when it's on, it won't even let me check my mileage or anything. It just it just takes over. Like when that low mileage sensor is on, you can push the reset button. It'll reset for like five seconds, and then it'll just change back to warning, low tire sensor. Like my whole dash outside of my speedometer kind of quits working. And it drives me crazy. You know, I, it kind of reminds me of this. I've got a really good friend named Mark Soberg. I don't know if he's Mark's listening tonight. He's a really good friend of mine. But he told me years ago about an uncle he had. This was back when they first used to put those seatbelt buzzers in. You remember the those buzzers back in the 70s? Like if you didn't put your seatbelt on, I mean, this started like in the late 70s. You'd get in a car and they'd go, like that. Really irritating. Now they have nice beeps. Well, his his uncle, Mark's uncle, got so mad at one of the pickups he had that he took a screwdriver one day and busted out the the um, dash where the seatbelt light was to get that buzzer to quit buzzing. But guess what? The buzzer was under under the floor. You know, like, so he had a broken dash and the buzzer was still going like that. That's irritating. It really is. But what I want to speak about tonight is don't get mad at the low tire sensor. The low tire sensor is your friend. (laughs) That's what I want to preach about tonight. That's what I want to talk about tonight. So you text me and we'll get right into that. And if you wonder how in the world we're going to talk about that, you'll figure it out. Some of you already have figured it out. Abe's going to play some music off our playlist, and he is going to play a song tonight on his guitar. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Of
3: your choice on Sunday, you may see a movie show. The ushers smell of beer, and the preacher is a little odd, but remember... That's the church of your choice. You can read the newspaper to see what's on downtown. St. Paul's has a carnival. St. Peter's has a clown. At St. Bozo's, a leaking lawn ornament pulls crowds from miles around. It's standing room only when Dagon comes down. Go to the church of your choice on Sunday. You may. Get a bingo game Father Domino will take your best Sister Mo sells cigarettes But remember, that's the church of your choice At the Friendly Family Worship Center There's a political candidate Speaking on the Magogians Invading Jerusalem in 2008 If you vote for him, you're guaranteed To tribulate, it's spectacular and sure to draw a good gate. Go to the church of your choice on Sunday. You may get a spirit-filled love fest. Run for cover as the women grab the men. Wipe their lipstick and makeup on them. But remember, that's the church of your choice. Of your choice on Sunday You may see a video. The organist smells of beer, and the Reverend is a little different, but remember that's the church of your choice. Yes, remember that's the church of your choice. I wonder why that's the church of your choice.
2: Maybe you should ask yourself why that's the church of your choice. Abe's in trouble. Grandma doesn't like that song. <laughs> so, Pastor Bob back. That was the church of your choice. But um, I wonder why that's the church of your choice. You know why? Because they don't have any low tire sensors going off. That's why. <laughs> that's why that's the church of their choice. want to say hello to, um, let's see, who else? A bunch of people. Jeremy and Becky. I was just in Bismarck at that conference and missed you guys there. Um, good to have you listening tonight. We've got uh, Sierra from Arkansas listening. We've got some Woodses and Beulah listening. Uh, a, lady, some, a lady named Nikki that says she doesn't have a low tire sensor going off, but she does have a check engine light going off. We've got we've got uh, Zach and Leah tonight listening. I, I wonder if they're still traveling all over the world or if they're back home. The uh, – we're talking about low tire sensors tonight, Carl. Good to have you listening. And um oh man, you know there are you know we've got a lot of people listening tonight. Um the uh the uh, oh, this is Shane's mom. Wanda's listening tonight. Neat. Okay. I know who she is. Cool. Haven't seen her for a little bit. I think at a wedding. I saw her here a while back. But we're talking about this concept that when God sends his warning to us, that we shouldn't get irritated about the warning. Just like when you're if your low tire sensor gauge is working. Now sometimes they don't work. And so in that sense it's not a perfect analogy. But if they're working right, that low tire sensor is there to help you. The low tire sensor is your friend in your car. Because you might be heading out in the in a terrible weather on a lonely road and if you have a flat tire, it could even be life-threatening in North Dakota. Now, some of you are listening from other places. We we live in a place in the middle of the winter here. That if your car breaks down, you do not get out and walk because you'll die. <laughs> you you could, you really could. I mean, unless you can see the place you're walking to. But uh, we have wind storms and blizzards here, and and, and temperatures that sometimes. Occasionally dip close to a hundred below windchill, and we have—I um, mean, you know—there's times when the air temperature can get down to forty below here. That's when in North Dakota we wish there was more global warming. You know, most of the year we do like right now. It's cold, and we're just getting used to it all over again. But we have these low tire sensors. Will warn you that trouble is coming, and and I'm telling you tonight that God's people and God's prophets and God's pastors and preachers are here and the Word of God itself is here to warn us and direct us and guide us that we don't want to go down that road. there's another scripture in first Kings chapter 18 this is uh, this is another story this is a story about a prophet named Elijah. it hadn't rained for three and a half years and Elijah, was looking, uh, and and he was, or excuse me, Ahab again was looking for Elijah. And in in First Kings chapter eighteen and verse seventeen, it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And Elijah answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you have, and your father's house, in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord. And thou hast followed Balaam. This uh, Ahab accused Elijah of the one that was causing all the trouble in Israel. Ahab Elijah was Ahab's low tire sensor. And he was accusing uh, Elijah of tr- causing trouble. Elijah was trying to fix trouble. That's what he was trying to do. Another time, Ahab, in 1 Kings chapter 21 and verse 18, Ahab had taken possession of a vineyard that didn't belong to him, and the owner of the vineyard was killed. His name was Naboth. And God told Elijah, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth. He's gone down to possess it. And you shall speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed, and also taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place whose dogs lick the blood of Naboth shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. And Ahab Ahab said unto Elijah, Hast thou found me, O my enemy? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. Elijah was a fearless prophet at this point in his life. He was fearless. He wasn't afraid of this king. Uh, we read of a place where he did get afraid of his wife later, but he never got, He wasn't afraid of this king in his place. The point of this, this radio show tonight is this program may make you angry sometimes. Some of you listen not because you like it, but you listen because of curiosity Uh, possibly you listen because you know it's right, but you don't want to do right. And sometimes, and I know this is a fact that some of you get upset with this program, but I'm telling you this program, the reason for this, I don't get paid to do this program. We've never asked for a dollar on this program. There is no reason uh, outside of the fact that I want to try to help somebody. That's the only reason we do this program. That's it. We moved to Dickinson, uh, 30 years ago, just about 30 years ago, and we uh, moved here for one reason, because there was not a church that was preaching the Acts 2.38 message, where Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is a life-changing message, but I will tell you that not everybody's happy about it and the reason they're not happy about it for the most part some of it's just through misunderstanding through ignorance some of it's through tradition but much of it has to do with this low low censor no, people don't want to hear that they're going the wrong direction sometimes you know there is you know we uh we read that um you know all through the scripture we read about uh, Second Chronicles 24, about a king named Joash. Uh, verse 19, it says, Yet he sent prophets to them to bring them again unto the Lord, and they testified against them, but they would not give ear. And the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah the son of Jehodiah the priest, which stood above the people and said unto them, Thus saith God, Why transgress ye the commandments of the Lord, that you cannot prosper? because you have forsaken the Lord, he hath also forsaken you. And the Bible says, and they conspired against him and stoned him with stones at the commandment of the king in the court of the house of the Lord. So Joash, the prophet came, didn't go so good for the prophet. He was killed. Just like my friend's uncle tried to break the dash out to get the Seat belt sign off. You know, I'm telling you this, and I'm, te- I'm telling you right now. I know I was talking to my grandson, Abe. He's got a, a pickup that the low tire sensor doesn't work. And so, like I said, maybe not the perfect example, but my low tire sensor works in my car. It works, and it is there to help me. It is there to ward off a catastrophe. That's why it's there. And if you, if you haven't figured this out, I'm not talking about your car and I'm not talking about flat tires tonight. I'm talking about we need to be thankful if there's somebody in our life that's telling us which way to go and what to do. Second Chronicles chapter 25 and verse 15, it says this, whereof the anger of the Lord was kindled against Amazah and he sent unto him a prophet, which said unto him, Why hast thou sought after the gods of the people, which could not deliver their own people out of their line, out of thine hand? And it came to pass, as he talked with him, that the king said unto him, <coughs> Art thou made of the king's counsel? Forbear, why shouldest thou be smitten? Now that's a King James way of saying, you better shut your mouth, prophet, because you're going to be killed if you don't. And then the Bible says this, Then the prophet forbear, he stopped, <clears throat> and said, I know that God hath determined to destroy thee, because, because thou hast done this, and you wouldn't listen. <clears throat> this prophet was told, You better shut your mouth by this king, or you're going to be killed. And the prophet said, I'll shut my mouth, but I'm going to say one more thing. He was kind of a brave prophet. I'll shut my mouth, but I'm going to tell you one more time. God's going to destroy you because not only have you done evil, but you wouldn't listen. Paul said it this way. He told the Galatians in Galatians 4, 6, Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Your best friend is not your dog. Your best friend is the conviction of God. That's man's best friend. You know, uh, you know when you look at the prophets, especially Jeremiah and Ezekiel, and you look at the way the people would listen to them. Jeremiah was thrown into prison. Uh, Jeremiah was f- fed bread and water. He he lived in a prison that sounded like it was a it was a uh, mud hole. They lowered him in a well. I mean, he he was he was living in really bad conditions. Um, in fact, Jeremiah, if it wasn't for his friend, he he probably would have starved to death. He had a friend that was kind of helping him out. You read about Ezekiel. God told Ezekiel, Ezekiel, you prophesy, but they won't listen. <laughs> I'm thinking, boy, I'm glad God never told me that. I mean, well, how discouraging. You know, you prophesy, but they won't listen. And you you don't need to look at their faces. You need to just prophesy. You see, I'm telling you the low tire sensors in our life are never appreciated but they should be. You know um I'm going to have my uh I'm going to have Abe our engineer he's going to grab his guitar and uh, he's going to play us a song tonight. This is like hot off the press. He he uh, just learned this song and I told him are you ready to play it and he he doesn't know for sure but but I think he'll do all right. This is Abe Simons playing on his guitar and singing tonight.
4: John has a new way of looking at life He's tired of his job, his kids, and his wife Says the secret to his success Wasn't leaving and finding himself Now he's somebody, somebody else You say we've risen to a new age of truth And you're calling it a spiritual godly pursuit but I say I say what if we fall into the bottom of a well thinking we've risen to the top of a mountain and what if we're knocking at the gates of hell thinking we're heaven bound What if we spend our lives thinking of ourselves when we should have been thinking of each other? If we reach up and touch the ground to find we're living life upside down. Got a program for saving the earth. While unborn children are denied the right to birth. One baby's blessed, the other cursed. Have we made this world better or worse? Now that the life of a tree comes first, you say we've risen to a new age of light, and you're telling me what used to be wrong is now right. But I say, I say, what if we fall into the bottom of a well Thinking we've risen to the top of a mountain And what if we're knocking at the gates of hell Thinking we're heaven bound And what if we spend our lives thinking of ourselves should have been thinking of each other. What if we reach up and touch the ground to find we're living life upside down? Upside down. To find we're living life upside down. What if we fall into the bottom of a well Thinking we've risen to the top of a mountain What if we're knocking at the gates of hell Thinking we're heaven bound What if we fall into the bottom of a well Thinking we've risen to the top of a mountain What if we're knocking at the gates of hell Thinking we're heaven bound And what if we spent our lives thinking of ourselves When we should have been thinking of each other What if we reach up and touch the ground To find we're living life upside down
2: That's good, the, the uh, studio audience is going crazy, excellent, good to have, uh, I'll tell you what, there's not any things that I enjoy much more than, than seeing my, uh, my grandchildren that are uh, living for God, using their talents for God, and that's, that was, that's my oldest grandson Abe, Simon's playing guitar, he's 18 years old, and um, I'm sure that Nashville wants him, but Jesus has got him, so he can't go. We're talking tonight. Thank you for all the texts, by the way. Just uh, some more that came in, uh, emails. We've got uh, Stormy listening in the Philippines tonight. Isn't that neat? We've got Stormy in the Philippines listening and the Farans in Cyprus listening. That's They're probably on the opposite ends of the world, or at least a, they're probably both a third of the way away from me and each other. But they're listening tonight via the Internet. Somebody said that the Internet streaming is down. I I don't know. It's hard to... Um, I, sometimes if people are texting me that are listening, um, that means maybe just your setup is down. That could be. And, of course, if I said that and yours is down, you didn't hear me say that, so what good did it do? The uh, Burlings are listening, and we've got uh, some people that are mad that I didn't call their names, so I'll call it Luke, Lane, Melissa, Tristan are listening tonight. We've got Paisley listening. Paisley and uh, the... Uh, I've got my friend, Brother Von Pearson listening, just texted in, listening, must be after church tonight, and so glad to have you. Brother Duran is listening, he's the guy at one of the big cheeses at Holy Ghost Radio, so now I'm nervous. He'll probably throw me off the air if I'll say something wrong, and I'll be done. So my little fame that I used to have, I'll be gone, you know, Brother Duran. uh, Hope I'm doing okay. You know what? I think he likes me anyway. Talking tonight about low tire sensor. And talking about the idea that we ought to be thankful that there are people in our lives that warn us if we're going the wrong direction or tell us what direction to go. You know, if I was the devil, if I was the devil, I would want lost people to think they're saved. That's what I would want. Like that's if I was the devil, I wouldn't want lost people to think that they're lost. You know, there's. You can't be more lost than when you're lost and don't know you're lost. I don't know if you've ever been lost in the woods or lost walking and think you know where you're going. You are really lost at that point, because when you're lost and your directions are messed up and you realize you're lost, that's your first. Um, that's your first positive way to get back on track. The um, I guess Holy Ghost Radio is working good. All right, it sounds like it. Everybody's texting me so. The one that said it's not, you're you're uh, you've got your 1987 phone is finally bit the dust. But the the uh, you know I I'm telling you this that tell me the truth. I don't want to go to hell. You know the name of the program. Tell it like it is. That we we base this program on a song that that uh, we have it on our playlist. It's called Tell It Like It Is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell me like it is. You know, I want to go to heaven. I don't want to find out on Judgment Day I was wrong. I want to know now. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to wait. Now, now, some people get mad at the messenger, and I don't want to make this personal tonight because I'm not the only messenger out there by far. But, you know what? There There is a, you know... These people say, Pastor Bob, you're so judgmental. I've had people say that about me a lot over the years. You're so judgmental. You think you know everything. I don't think I know everything. I I don't. But I do know some things. And I know what the Bible says to do to be saved. You've got to repent of your sins, be baptized. That word means immersion. That's what it means. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the washing away of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? You can receive it just like they did in the Bible. That's, um, I know that's what the Bible says. And I don't know everything. And I'm not, um, you know what? I. You know, I'm just going to tell you this. I don't care if you think I'm judgmental. It doesn't mean anything to me. When I was lost, And I didn't know anything about God. The first time I went into a Pentecostal church, I know this long-haired college kid was sitting there. I know now, I didn't know then, but I know they were all looking at me like, there he is. And I know that many of them were starting to pray for me. God, get him. Get him, God. (laughs) Now you say, that's judgmental. Who cares if it's judgmental? Because when you mix judgment in with loving people, like, if if you see a man stumbling down the street, drunk, and you say, there he is, drunk. Well, and if you laugh at him, that's one thing. But if you try to help him, your judgment has turned into a good thing. Judgment is not evil. The people that get mad that people are judging them all the time have a bad attitude. You've got a bad attitude. That that's what it is, and I'm judging you now, right? You don't even, you know, somebody's going to get mad at me, and I'm like, I don't even know who you are, you know. But you've got a bad attitude. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. You know, don't don't beat around the bush. Don't lie to me. Don't tell me I'm okay when I'm not. You know, the the best friends we have in life will tell us the truth. You know the um I don't know if Michael minds me telling a little bit of his story or not but but uh here a while back I've got this man in the studio I'm not telling you his last name but but his name's Michael and he he was at a treatment center and he felt like God was telling him to go to teen challenge. And I didn't feel good about it. And I remember saying I don't feel good about it. And he looked so disappointed. He goes, "Really?" I go, "No." He goes, "Why?" And I said because you need to get a job and get to work. And start being a productive citizen, and you know what? He listened to that. Like you didn't get mad at me. Like he just listened to it, and and see, I and I was like, boy, I hope I hope he keeps coming to church after that. But you see, somewhere, and I and I know that was the reason of God in there. You know, um, this guy could tr- teach the treatment center. You know, he doesn't need to go to another one. He needs to start his own one, and I think that's your life dream, really. I think that's what you want to do, and I believe God is going to see that happen. We can. You know, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm putting a plug in for our church, the New Life Pentecostal Church. We've got people that are from all kinds of addiction backgrounds come into that church. If you've got an addiction problem, you need to come to our church. You need to. Now, you know, this, this is Teen Challenge in Dickinson. And better than that. Cause we're gonna get you baptized in Jesus' name, full of the Holy Ghost. And, um, and, and when you get a hold of this the way you really should have it, you can even work on a nasty oil rig and still be victorious. <laughs> and that's what, One of these days, I'm going to let you do this program, but but anyway, you guys would really be in for a treat then. But the this this um this what I'm talking about today is that God wants us to listen to what He has to say because He's not trying to hurt us. When Ahab told Jehoshaphat, he said that prophet's always saying bad about me. The reason the prophet was always saying bad about him is because Ahab was doing bad. If Ahab would have turned around, that prophet would have become his best friend. Over the years, I've had many people, Here, this is a little personal, but over the years, I've had many people get upset with me that have come to our church. Thankfully, they're not upset with me because I stole a dollar from them or slapped them or or mistreated them in some ways, but mostly it's because they didn't like what I had to say they 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 get upset i mean i could I could spend the next hours telling you instances of people that have been very upset with me because I told them the truth, but Paul told Timothy in second Timothy four two through three, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. What he told Timothy was, you need to just tell it like it is. Uh, Don't worry if it fits. Don't worry if it doesn't. There's some of you that are listening on Holy Ghost Radio. You're always waiting for the right time to witness. Give me wisdom, God. Give me wisdom, God. Give me wisdom, God. And then you never say anything. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to say it. You just got to say it. He said, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. You see, there's a time there in people's lives, and these people are not listening to this broadcast tonight, but there are times in people's lives where they, one of the reasons people quit coming to a Pentecostal church it's their way of dismantling, they think, the low tire sensor. Now, God in his love is going to still keep bugging them. You know, you can cut off John the Baptist's head, but every time you look at it, he's still preaching. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know that story or not, but they cut off John the Baptist's head, put it on a platter. And um, and Herodias, every time she looked at that head, John, was, he was dead, but he was still preaching. You can't kill the preacher in your life. The preacher will still be there. You can't kill him. He's still going to be preaching. You know this. This um, Jesus was the low tire sensor to his generation when he came and walked on this earth. They killed him. They tried to dismantle the low tire sensor. You know um, Matthew twenty-five verses one through thirteen is the story of the ten virgins. You remember that story? Five wise, five foolish. There's only one reason that Jesus told that story. There's only one reason. There isn't any other reason. You know, you theologians out there, you can get as much as you want to out of that story, but there's one main reason that Jesus told the story of the, the ten virgins, the five wise and the five foolish, and the only reason he told the story, it's a warning to pay attention to the low tire sensor in our lives. That's the that's the reason. The reason is, there were five foolish virgins that thought they were still doing all right. They were still part of the group. They were still hanging out with the other Pentecostals. But they weren't right with God. And Jesus told that story that's still written for us today, and I'm still talking about it right now. He told us that as a warning that we've got to be right with God. The uh, The word prepare is found in the Bible 81 times. The word prepare ye the way of the Lord is found four times. One of the times the word prepare is found in the Bible is in Amos 4.12, and it says this, Prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. The time to prepare is now. The time to get right with God is now. That's that's the time. You know, there there is a... um uh, and any preacher that won't tell you how to get right with God, or anybody that won't, any religious person, any Christian person, does not have your best interests in mind. They don't. The love of God is not the love of God unless it gets it warns us how to get out of hell. The love of God is not the love of God unless it tells us how to get to heaven. To For me to tell you you're okay the way you are without being right with god that makes me one of the worst people that have ever existed worse than just about anybody to know what's right and not to tell it well i'm getting worked up where's my blood pressure medication here i gotta find it here all right abe why don't you uh say some things and try to try to be nice to everybody for just a minute all right
4: well this is a tell like it is radio broadcast um we're coming to you live from dickinson north dakota And um, if you'd like to visit our church here, we're from the New Life Pentecostal Church. The address is 501 Elks Drive. um, And Sunday, on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock a.m., there's Sunday school for for the adults and Sunday school for the kids. And at 11 o'clock a.m. is our worship service. And everyone is welcome to join us. That's the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson. Also on Wednesday night at 7.30, we have a worship service as well, every Wednesday night at 7.30. Um, If you are from Beach or the Beach area, every Tuesday night at 7.30 at the Beach Community Center, Brother Joe Hostetler um, has an apostolic service at the Beach Community Center every Tuesday night um, at 7.30 p.m. And you are welcome to visit that. They would love to have you join them. Um, also, now in Bowman, there's an apostolic church. It's called the Truth Community Church in Bowman. And the address for that is 220 3rd Street Northwest. And their services are held Sunday, 10.30 a.m., or, excuse me, um, excuse me, in Bowman, the church is called Cornerstone Apostolic Church, and their address is Main Street, 18th or 18th North Maine. and, uh, they have a service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Um, in, in Beulah, I was getting ahead of myself, Beulah at the Truth Community Church, um, They have services there Sunday, 10.30 a.m., and Wednesday at 7.30. And, uh, or, excuse me, Wednesday is a children's Bible study at 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, and there's adult Bible study as well. That's in Beulah, the Truth Community Church. Their address is 220 3rd Street Northwest in Beulah, the Truth Community Church. Um. If you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, if you want more information, um, you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com or you can call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862.
2: Thank you, Abe. and um, We've got a few minutes left in the program, which I'm very happy for. I just want to say... Um... Got a listener listening where is it says the name of the town is high level a b what does a b stand for is that, that's not Alberta is it no a b where does that i don't I don't get it, but anyway, this person I think their name is Lisa said i'm grateful for people it says it says here people prefer prefer to hear the convenient gospel rather than the true gospel of acts two thirty eight I am grateful For people and the censors, as it was that led me to the Acts 2.38 message, I am happy for those people who told me that baptism in Jesus' name and baptism of the Holy Ghost is the way to be saved. I accepted the truth that has made me free. Too too bad many people have the wrong attitude. Your best friend is anybody that leads you to the truth. (laughs) And your best friend is the truth, even though the truth hurts. We all know, or most of us know, that Jesus died for our sins. Most of us know that Jesus loves us, that God loves us. We know that. But how to have your sins washed away, how to be saved, many people don't know that. You know, just because Jesus died for the sins of the world doesn't mean everybody's saved. You've got to know how to be saved. You know, there's a lot of misinformation about the grace and love of God. There's a lot of misinformation about it. Uh, Jude said in verse Jude verses 3 and 4, he said, he talked about the common salvation, like they all believed the same thing back then. It's not that way now. we got to find out what they believed back then and believe that now. That's what we need to do. But he said, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. I don't care what your church history says. It does not mean anything to me what church leaders have said all the way through uh, the early, you know, after the apostles, uh, through the reformation. I, I could care less. It means absolutely zero to me. If you are going to a church that, that believes in ongoing revelation, I'm going to just tell you I disagree with it. The revelation of the apostles is the revelation to be saved. He told Peter, upon this rock... I'll build my church. And whatever the apostles preached and wrote, that's what I believe. That's what he said, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. If you can't find your church doctrine in the Bible, throw it away. Scrap it. You know, I've recently had people communicating with me about this broadcast, and they believe that the church can change Like, for instance, the church can change baptism? They believe that. You know, the early church baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ, and they baptized people that had repented. They they weren't baptizing infants. So earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men, Jude verse 4, who have crept in, unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. You see, the grace of God doesn't mean that you just can keep sinning. The grace of God means that God is warning us. See, the grace of God doesn't mean you can ignore the low tire sensor. The grace of God says, get it fixed. Like my friend Brother Farron says, get her done. That's what he says. Yeah, especially when he's talking about baptism, doesn't he, Abe, when he says, get her done. Haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, get her done. Brother Farron was preaching here a while back. This was quite a while ago, and, and there was an 80-year-old lady in church. And, uh, and there was a bunch of people up front praying, and this 80-year-old lady was sitting back there, and she looked mad to me. So while everybody was up front praying, I went up and said, "Uh, are you doing okay, Grandma? She goes, no, I'm not. And I said, why not? She said, that man up there just told me that I was baptized the wrong way. And I said, "Um, well, I said, I can baptize you in the name of Jesus. And she pointed her finger at me and she said, before I go home to Texas, you will baptize me in the name of Jesus. (laughs) And I did. (laughs) I did. 80 years old. You see, you know this. This when the low tire sensor tells you to get it uh, straightened out. Get it straightened out. You know, get get it done. Get it taken care of. You know this. Um, the the grace of God. This program right now. If you're hearing this Acts two thirty eight message for the first time, this is the grace of God in action. The grace of God is the warning to repent. The grace of God is the instruction of what to do to get right with God. The, warning, the grace of God is the invitation to come to God. Uh, you know, lately my mind has been so filled with this stuff that I can't hardly get away with from it. Jonah came to Nineveh and said, you need, he didn't say repent. He said, God is going to destroy this city in 40 days. That's all Jonah said. Why did God send Jonah to Nineveh if He hated the Ninevites? God didn't hate the Ninevites. God was going to destroy the city of Nineveh. He was, but God did not hate the Ninevites, because if God would have hated the Ninevites, He would have never sent Jonah there. He'd have just destroyed him, like boom. You know, let's. I hate him so bad. I'm just going to destroy him. There's only one reason. You can't convince me of any other thing. There's only one reason Jonah went to Nineveh because God loved those people. That's the only reason. And you know what? It worked. All the Old Testament prophets, all the warnings, all those things you get bogged down when you're trying to read your Bible through in a year. You get bogged down in a lot. You know, Michael was just telling me, like, why did they stone that guy that picked up the sticks on the Sabbath? Those stories are in there for us. Those stories are in there because God loves us. Those stories are the, the low, sensor, are low tire sensors in our life. You see, the the love of God is real. And the plan of God in our life is the grace of God. I just had my pastor friend from Bismarck text me, Pastor Mike Chuppy. And uh, he, was, he had visited a Pentecostal church as a young man. Uh, quit coming. Just quit coming. Didn't go back. I don't know, 10 years went by. Something like that. Eight years, I don't know how long. He found out he had cancer. The first, one of the first people he called was the pastor of that Pentecostal church. We started having Bible study with the Chuppies, and they both got in the church. He's preaching the gospel today. I'm telling you, um, that's the mercy. that, That cancer was the low tire sensor in his life. Thank God for it. Thank God for that. Whatever it takes for you to get to God, thank God for that. You got arrested. You found the gospel in jail. Thank God for it. Um, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever it is, whatever. Many people come to God. Many people come to God through a, some kind of traumatic experience. Thank God for that. You see, God is putting the warnings out, He's trying to help you. You know, there's. I got i got a lot of people texting me. I'm going to have a lot of fun reading some of this stuff after the program tonight. I'm not going to read it now because we're out of time. But there is is a... The Romans chapter 10 and verse 14 says this, How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? This preacher in this verse is not necessarily a licensed minister. This preacher that it's talking about is anybody that brings the gospel. You can be a preacher working out on the rig. You can be a preacher working on the construction site. You can be a preacher uh, wherever you're at. The grace of God. You know, this, you know, um, I'm just going to end with this and I'm running out of time And I, I'm, but I'm going to end with this thought. This, what I'm talking about, I don't care, you know, there's so many people that are looking for somebody to tell them they're okay the way they are. So many people want to be accepted by because of who they are. <coughs> you know, um, you can, like, like maybe you're living a homosexual lifestyle. Maybe you're uh maybe you're living in sin. You're shacking up with somebody you're not married to. Maybe maybe uh you're you're uh, living an immoral lifestyle or or a deception lifestyle or whatever it is. And you want to find a church that will tell you you're okay the way you are. I am going to discourage you from coming to our church because we're not going to do it. This is not about being accepted by God. This is about being being made right with God. And when you're made right with God, you'll be accepted. That's what he told Cain in the very first stories of the Bible, back in Genesis. He told Cain, Cain was had a bad attitude, he was doing wrong. God said, Cain, I'll accept you if you do right. But we want a God that will accept us if we don't do right. And, and shame on you preachers that are telling people they're accepted by God when, they're, when they haven't done what's right. Shame on you. That's not right. That's, that's not the love of God. The grace of God teaches us that we're a candidate to be accepted by God if we obey from the heart that form of doctrine that is delivered to you. That's, that's what uh, Romans chapter 6 says, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, I just pray that you would help us, help those that are listening tonight. God, I I pray that even though there are people that many times are angry because they hear the truth, but tonight I'm praying to just break through some of that stuff, God, and somehow that they're going to realize that you're trying to reach them, trying to help them, trying to warn them to get them off this path to destruction. And Lord, for the rest of those that are listening that are already on the right path, God, let there be a thankful spirit in our lives that you cared enough about us to warn us, teach us, show us, because our own heart is so deceptive and we just need help to see what the truth is. I just pray today in the name of Jesus. Well, Abe invited you to church. I'm going to invite you one more time. 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Wednesday night at 730. We have a missionary and a friend of ours, Mark Schreckheis, going to be with us Wednesday night. And I believe on Sunday also he's going to be speaking in our church. And so um just uh, want you to be all invited to that. Till next Sunday night, God bless you. And um, thank you so much for listening.
5: i